0: is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gear up
1: with
2: the latest sideline apparel hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. Located at AccraShare Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets. Or visit us online at shop.stealers.com. All right, hour two is now in here. The ninjas are fast at work getting rid of gremlins and ghouls and any type of assassins coming in to stop (laughs) this show from happening. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, and we're going to bring it to you live. Um, You know, Wolf, we've done a lot of our own kind of Therapy session. We've sat on the couch (laughs) for you know the first hour, and we had Rob King come in and join us on the couch. In fact, you know, we brought he had some ring cookies there. You know, we shared them. Uh we had a little kumbaya moment. The cots were out, low light, maybe some classical music playing, so some debussy, I don't know. Um now it's time to open up the phone lines. It's time to hear from you, Steeler Nation, as well. Uh, first up on the line. Circus George down in Sarasota, Circus George. Uh, welcome to the locker room. You know, good, bad, Morning. ugly postulations. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm better than the Steelers are. Yeah, that is that is that I is, true. That's a low that bar is though. true. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: no. You, Anyways, you, you, all you had to do uh, is just kind of step over a crack at that Stark's
2: point.
1: He's <laughs> gonna yeah. go over
3: Mr. Stark's head and over the ninjas too, but. I feel like I'm being back in the 1980s with some really bad, untalented teams. And Wolf, you were there. I'm right. not saying you were untalented, but the team. That's okay. I was whacked. part
1: of the group. You can include me in all that. You know, I mean, it's that's well, the way no, it works. I, mean,
3: I watched I watched some of the games. That's one of my hobbies in the off season. Watch old games of the Steelers on YouTube. And when you watch some of those games with Scott Malone, it makes your stomach turn. It really does. The the, the poorness on the team totally. I'm not blaming all the quarterback. I'm just saying as a team, they were poor. When they went up against good teams, they got spanked usually. And I'm not gonna be one of these and say, Oh, you gotta fire, you gotta fire, you gotta fire, and you gotta scrap the team, you gotta blow the team up, blah blah blah. First of all, I've never seen the Steelers can a coach, any coach, coordinator or head coach during the season in the forty four years I've watched them. They've always waited till after the season. I remember after that was it five and eleven contest you guys had they, I believe, they let go both the offensive and defensive coordinators, and that was Tony Dungy. Yeah, that they let go, and they went with. Uh, they have uh, Joe Walton, that offensive coordinator, which he was then canned in a couple of years. You had canned Joe.
1: That was that, that was in uh, what '91 or something. That was in the '90s yeah. with Joe Walton.
3: Joe must go. Anyways, I don't know how to pinpoint what the problem is. And the gentleman you had on earlier, what was his name again? The, the talk show host. He had it right. The defense had given it a free pass here. The defense cannot stop anything. And the offense is predictable. I saw a a thing by Nelson after the game saying he studied it. He saw the play. He knew what was coming. He wasn't biting on cakes because he he said they run the exact same play out of the exact same formation every time. And he was waiting on it. He was squatting on on that deep route. So anyways, I'm done whining. I'm
2: hoping that we can do better
1: against the Ravens, but I see a loss. Get yourself a good plate of lasagna, George. You'll feel better. Trust me. You guys
2: have a great day. All right, brother. All right. Thanks. Thanks, George. We appreciate it. Um, Now we're going to go. Let's see. We got next on the list. Everett in Fort Wayne. Everett, you're here. How are you, bud?
4: Good morning, fellas. How
2: are you?
1: Doing all right, doing all right. We're doing uh, well, aren't we, Max? Come on, you know we got to hey, buck hey, up. Listen,
2: listen. No, I'm just saying. Check this out. I-, I did a body scan this morning when I got out of bed. Guess what? Not injured, not bruised. So we're good.
1: <laughs> I'm we're sorry, good. I did bang my knee on a chair this morning, but you know that was just because I Uh-oh. just woke up before the first cup of coffee of the day. You know, <laughs> oh, the sleepwalking well. injury. Yep, that happens. <laughs> Go ahead, Everett. Well there was one
4: good thing was uh our kicker. He made his field goals at least.
1: Yes he did. Brad Wing did a decent job of punting. How's that?
4: It, yeah, he punted well and uh Boswell kicked well, so other than that it was horrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like that joke about Mrs. Lincoln, right? Right, right,
4: right. The play was great, but everything else was horrible. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I, you know, I, I have
4: to. I'm sorry, I have to just go back to coaching. I just don't. I don't think that we are prepared. I think we got out coached by a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback, and our offense is pathetic. And something needs to be done. I, we got to start somewhere. I mean, if we go two and six again, then then is it time to to cut Ties with Canada? If, if not, then this whole season is a disaster, just like last year. So that, that's my thoughts on the whole thing.
1: Well, let me just say this, Everett. I'm not ready to give up yet in any way, shape, or form. Um, I've been through a couple of years like this, both as a player and as uh, in the broadcasting role. And simply put, you know, this is it's going to be interesting to see how they approach this. When, when Mike said in the uh, post-game press conference, uh, about changes, I think he meant it, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> pointing towards tomorrow and see what's going to happen here.
4: And we do have a bye week coming, so yeah. I don't know. It's something's got to got to rip baby. the scab off it somewhere. Got to rip the scab off and, and yeah. move forward, and hopefully they 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 do it. But anyhow, thanks for taking my call, guys. You bet,
1: Everett. Thank you so much.
2: No, absolutely Everett. Max, let me um, let
1: me ask you this. Yeah. It's yeah. not when I, when I, he talks about changes, I'm not talking about firing people necessarily so. I'm not talking about, you know, demoting people, but maybe it's in the uh, let's let's see how I wanna put it. In the way that they go about doing some of their business. You know, I mean in preparation. Uh, maybe, you know, highlighting some more uh, by cutting back more is what I'm trying to go with this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, You know, you and I were talking about it. One of the keys I've always felt offensively when you're struggling is to get back to the very basics and go from there. So you whittle it down and you you create plays that are good for you for just about any defense, and you you, you ride that bad boy and you get going – and give yourself a little bit of traction. And I think sometimes we get so splayed out with too many concepts, too many things, and maybe it's creating some confusion. Yeah, well, you know, but but you know, like they said, th- there's certain formations
2: that we just w- w- we're pegged on. So you know, you have to get rid of some of that stuff or do something right. completely different within that. And and also, I mean, changes. I hate to say this, but we're running out of changeable opportunities by the bodies that are down.
1: Well, that's true, too. You know? Yeah.
2: So, technically, we are making changes as it comes <laughs> with, Due to injuries. Ballistic uh, we made, changes. We had to, yeah, we made some ballistic changes. So, I don't know how many more changes you can make, right? Because we've been without Deontay since week one. So, it's not like you can go make changes at wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Gunnar Olszewski was out. Oh, uh, got knocked out of the game, too. So, boom, there, there, there's two changes that you can't make and say, oh, we're shuffle this around. No, we're at necessity point uh, with wide receivers. Uh, Pat Friermuth is now down. We only have three tight ends on the roster. So, And we play Darnell Washington and Connor Hayward. So, where are we going to make those at the tight end position? We're just going offensively. Um, Kenny is out, as we know of right now. Mr. Trubisky is now in. Um, so quarterback check okay Dan Moore is down Roger Jones is up James Daniels is out and Nate Herbig is in right now right so so when we talk about these personnel type changes they're not there okay so let, let, let let's go through that so, to make sure we're getting the bloodletting out of here but for people that are looking at that now defensively um Cam Hayward's out. So we've, we've been rolling through a lot of defensive linemen. Carl Dunbar already likes to roll through a lot of defensive linemen. Right. So we are changing that up to figure that up and give different combinations out there. So that's one area that is not. Linebacker, we we, we, we put every combination out there um, at different points. Maybe you change up the frequency of them or some of the numerical things as far as how you want to put guys out there. But teams are playing 11, so it's not like we're playing base okay anyways and um, a lot of these Not situations. like that
1: one college team that had 13 guys on their goal line defense and the, the other team still oh, scored. You, <laughs> you, just ha- you just had
2: to bring up my Florida Gators. Dude. Was that you I'm guys? I couldn't Florida remember. Gators. Yeah, that was a Kentucky game. Yes, that was a Kentucky game. The running back was is still running on us right now. He had 280 yards on us. And, yes, we put 13 guys out there and still, still could not stop him.
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, it was
2: the worst game of Red Rover, Red Rover I've ever seen since elementary school. You know,
1: <laughs> I like, know they
2: broke the chain every time. So, so no, it was uh, so yes. So now to add insult to injury, yes, it's been it's, it was it, it, it was a rough weekend uh, for me professionally and collegiately. <laughs> um, so, but uh, but no, I mean, so I mean, in the secondary, right? We we we, right. We've, we 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 have we've moved guys around. We're we're getting guys more reps, but you know, losing Trice in the preseason, um, you know, not being able to see what he could have done and the young draft pick that showed some promise. Uh, when you're looking at our safety rotations, all the safeties play, they all get in. Um, so it's like you try and figure it out. Like So it's not personnel, but you, I think you're right. You have to kind of pare down the book um, and, and, and get to more bare bones concepts and work yourself back up. Because right now, the biggest thing that you're struggling with is going to be in that locker room is morale, and morale is confidence. At the end of the day, that's, that's the easiest version to say. We say morale, ah, you know, morale. It's confidence. It, it, that that's what this team is kind of lacking right now. And when you take the gut punch that you did on Sunday, it makes you reel a little bit, right? You kind, you kind, you kind of put the gloves up around your face. or boxing terminology, and you're back in the corner. Um, but the pro, but but here's the thing. You know, at some point, you either have to drop the gloves or let the, or let the hands go. <laughs> you yep. know, what, 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 only one of two things to do. Yep. Um, in those moments, so what are you? What are you going to do? And I think that this is this is that moment where they they have to make that type of decision about who we are, who are we going to be, and the players have to be just as vocal as the coaches, right? That you have to tell them what you feel, what you like. Um, have that heart to heart might not be what what, what some people want to hear, but that's the bitter pill. You are what you put on tape right now, and right now,
1: two and two is, a, is our tape, and it's not and it's not a good two and two. Absolutely. All right, I think uh, we better go to break here because we got a up. We got to get we got a ton of calls coming. So instead oh, yeah, of we just do. trying to cram a couple in here, why don't we take a break and uh, come back to it, my friend?
2: You know what? I think we should do that. Thank thank you for that, <laughs> therapist. Therapist well, wolf. that's what we're both doing, right? <laughs>
0: Therapy
2: yeah, for yeah, each hey, other. got to keep us both accountable. So <laughs> we'll step aside and we'll be back inside the locker room in a moment.
0: is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Welcome back everybody. We are going to get right back to the therapy couch. Grab yourself some lasagna. You know, we're going to I think we're going to start a donut Monday when we win and comfort lasagna when we lose. A little therapy for Mondays. All right, let's get back to the phone calls. Numbers 412-919-1316. Myron, you're in the locker room. What do you got, buddy? Hey,
5: Hey, how you doing
1: today, man? We're doing good. How you doing?
5: Man, I just, everybody shouldn't give up hope, man. We got 13 games left. Yeah, we haven't looked good in four games. Now, my opinion on the offense, I think Matt Canada should go because, to me, he got good plays. He just don't know how to call them. Point blank. He just just not good at calling the play because once again on a crucial down, a fourth down and one, he screwed that up by throwing a pass. Najee would have got that. In the shotgun, if he would have gave Najee that ball, he probably would have got 10 yards. Mm -hmm. And then earlier in the game, when it was a third and two, they put Jalen out there. And I guess that's when Najee and um, Coach Tom had a discussion. That didn't make sense. But on the defensive front, yes, the running, I don't i don't know what the problem is there. But, you know, we got a bye week coming. Let's get through this Baltimore game. We got a bye week coming. Uh, and down. the last year around this time, we were one and three. So we're a little bit better. We kind of see what the issues are. Is I mean, no time to get rid of coaches and stuff like people are saying. I mean, it's amazing how people just want to just throttle the whole season off of four games. It, it, I mean, the most consistent team in the league right now is San Francisco. They're the most complete team. Everybody else is still trying to figure things out.
1: That, so, I think on, you man. make a point. You make a good point. Anything from you, Max?
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I, I completely agree. I, I think you know you have to figure out who you are. Once again, you know, after a month. We start to decide what the identity of a team is, but that does not determine the final destination of a team. You know, it's said over and over again, this is a journey. Nobody said the journey's easy. Nobody said that, you know, just because you don't go 4-0 um, at this point that that, that you're terrible. Um, you know, we have plenty of examples of teams who stub their toes, teams who can't get out of their own way teams who can't take advantage of the moments I mean a prime example if we're going over because I mean there was there was a lot of ugly football this week it wasn't just us we weren't the only ones by ourselves in in, the in this process because I could tell you a lot of teams I would I I I, I, that I'm happy to be the Steelers than some other places hello Chicago Mm. hello Denver right hello Carolina right (laughs) I mean there's a lot of worse places than us and we have we have the people we have the personnel but it's just about everybody coming to the same page and i think that's you know you need some of these moments to make you appreciate those around you but also make you work harder realize you're not that far out of it and we still have 13 more games to go so a lot of things can happen just because the first four didn't go the way we wanted but you finish 50% in the first in the first quarter So what are you going to do to build on that and do better than that moving forward?
1: Exactly. So, all right, we're going to roll on here. We got Rob, Rob. You're in, where's he from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, Rob, you're from Cleveland. Get Zooks, man. Come on into the locker room, brother. Hey, how you guys doing today? Thanks for taking my call. So
6: yeah, well, I live in Cleveland now, but originally from Pittsburgh. So we got to make that clear. Diehard black and gold here. And, Uh, You know, obviously everybody is, is frustrated today and uh, the brunt of the, the blame is of course, falling on, on Matt Canada and it absolutely should be. I I mean, at this point, the sample size has been large enough over the last two seasons and and now through the first four games prior to, to this year, it was more, it seemed locally based in Pittsburgh of people yelling at the TV screen that this is a high school offense We're sick of the jet sweeps and so on. Now, uh, if you guys follow any of the national news, I mean, there is a contingent of people out there that have watched these first four games, have deeply analyzed what Matt Canada has done and has not done. And, you know, not only is it some of the worst design plays out there, it's also the most predictable play calling in the NFL right now. So we can go on and talk about the defense. I mean, it's clear that if we don't get pressure on the quarterback, the defense is handicapped. Um, Patrick Peterson is a great man he is no longer a one-on-one coverage cornerback. Uh, that's very, very clear. So the, the defense aside, right, the team that, that scores the most points wins the game. This is an offensive league. And I, I want to ask you guys a question here, and I'll leave it with you. I mean, if now isn't a time to make a change and move on from Matt Canada, when, when would be? Like, that's the first question, and I'll ask a secondary one. I hear over and over again that people talk about, well, the Steelers have never done it that way. The Steelers have done a lot of things differently under Omar Khan. And this league is changing and changing rapidly. And if they don't start to do some things differently, they're going to get left in the dust. So making a, a coaching change mid, mid-year m- means nothing. These guys are smart enough to pick up a playbook in advance. But my question to you, secondary to that, is on Kenny Pickett, right? We know right now Kenny Pickett is the guy, quote, unquote, in the locker room. He is our quarterback. But long-term, um, do we really think that Kenny Pickett is the guy? And I, I, I'm torn on that we'll see but i don't know that we will ever know that for certain unless we have a different offensive coordinator that is utilizing his his skill set um his strength and getting the ball out of his hand quickly and what really concerns me is regardless of how quick kenny does or does not come back we're not going to know if he is for sure the long-term solution at quarterback with matt canada calling plays um lastly it's now becoming malpractice on Mike Tomlin, right? Tomlin, rightfully so, does not get a lot of criticism. If he was in a major market such as New York or L.A., he'd be receiving a whole lot of criticism for not moving on from a guy quicker uh, like Matt Canada. So I'll leave that for you. But, again, two big questions. Are are we, you know, are we going to be able to realize if Kenny is the guy long-term or not with Canada? And, you know, what can we do now? Here, what would need to happen to move on from Mac Canada?
1: Thanks. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate you calling and, and uh, opining, if you will. Certainly, I, I got to say right now, you're heading towards the bye week. Bye week, everything gets reevaluated like it did last year. I think that's going to be a functional turning point for um, whatever decisions come down. But, you know, again, uh, I still have a real problem with guys that are out there that are not making plays. They're in position. You can't tell me that Calvin Austin, who caught that beautiful 72-yarder against Vegas and then had the same play, and, and the ball was hung up. Kenny didn't get quite as much as, on it as, as he should have. And, in fact, Calvin didn't high point with the ball. Stephen Nelson made a better play. Sometimes you got better plays. You know, and some people say, well, you know what? It's the same formation. Well, it was flipped over, and and, it ran it from – and I'm not certain it was the same formation. I have to go back and check. But still, if you're in a position to make a play and you don't make the play, whose fault is that? That's the problem I always run into. Max, what do you say? Because we got more callers.
2: Yeah, now, execution is key before you can make a decision on play calling. You've got to be able to execute. A number of run plays yesterday – Uh, linebacker Phil up the A gap. Yeah, guy just getting turned free. We're we're not getting off on on that double team. We're not seeing it. We're burying our heads into defenders in the first level and missing the second level defenders. Uh, way too many linebacker plays made in and around the backfield.
1: Exactly. All right, we're gonna move on because we got more calls coming in. I think we got Charlie. Is that I'm look okay? We got Charlie in Houston. Yeah. All right, there you go, Max. You're even ahead of me. There we go. All right, Charlie, you're in the locker room, baby. What you got? Hey, hey, guys, how are you doing? I've had better days and I've had worse days, Charlie. How about you?
7: Hey, you and me both. Uh, <laughs> I was in the stadium yesterday. That game was, was pretty awful. Yeah. Um, so I had one point and then uh, a couple of questions. Um, you know, I think enough has been made of Matt Canada ad nauseum at this point. But, uh one thing that really stands out is that it seems like guys aren't executing uh the basics well enough.
1: I know Yep, oh, I think we lost him. All right, moving along. Here's the thing that I, you know I will say, and I'm sorry about for the caller he dropped. But, you know, one of the things, the points he hits on is the execution. And we were just talking about that, Max. And too many linebackers were getting a little run through. I thought we had made some big strides in Vegas. We watched the doubles or the duos, as you call them. And by golly, we were making hay with that. We were getting some good groundage going up forward. And we, we at times, we had some really good <laughs> double du- duos yesterday that was creating holes for Najee. But then we would spank ourselves with inconsistent play and allowing the A and B gaps to be ripped by linebackers.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, so that, that that's where I'm like, we, we can't really put it on that. Like, you have to watch the tape. Yeah. And say, what can I do? You have to start crossing things off the list before you go higher up the ladder. And the basal where starting point is execution oh man is the execution there is a hat on a hat and are we doing that consistently then we can talk about play design play construct play frequency when do you call a play blah 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 and then you start looking at the play caller but plays have to be executed before you can start going up that ladder
1: yeah no doubt about it all right we got our next caller we got Juan in south carolina Juan, you're in the locker room buddy Juan are you there hello going once twice Juan are you there bud can you hear me oh there you are yeah we got you okay come on ahead Juan I don't
8: know I don't know where to start at (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh (laughs) right, well get going I'll say one thing I'll I'll say I think the league I think the league told Told the Steelers don't
1: show up yesterday. Let JJ enjoy his day yesterday. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you know, you looked at that, and you go, wow, that was a beautiful send off for JJ Watt. And I know, I just had to believe TJ was going to get off on that game. I mean, have a big game to celebrate his big brother, and it just never materialized. Yeah, he didn't, even, and he
8: didn't even show up yesterday. So I think he got a memo yesterday too, and also. Um, I've been saying it since day one. Kenny is not the guy. I think the Steelers made that pick because they didn't want to miss about Dan Marino. He's not the guy.
1: I have a hard time believing that the Steelers would pick a guy who they they're picking just because they don't want to miss on a guy again, from from Pitt. When in fact, you know, Kenny, they Kenny was one of the best scouted guys they've ever had, because the the, the wall between the Pitt side and the the, the uh Steelers side you know i mean all you got to do is walk over have a conversation the co- coaches see each other all the time look i i i don't i understand the frustration of a lot of people but i have also seen this work itself out through the course of a season i'm not ready to throw in the towel on anybody or anything yet i keep i keep saying over and over the answers are within the four walls of that locker room if you ask me Hey, go ahead and skewer, skewer me if you want, but I still believe in the power of those guys coming together and turning things around because I've been part of it i've I've been on the outside of it watching it, and I know Max you have too.
2: yeah yeah no I mean I, I i can't I can't skewer it and once again, I mean, you know you don't know what you have in a quarterback until about year three, year four at best. Because also you have to look at this. This is really the first year that Kenny has had the reins in earnest. Um, pressed into service a year ago, and we saw what, what the end of that what, what the end of that year one looked like. This is what it is. It's like when when you start a new sport, and you know, the funny thing is I was sitting with my cousin yesterday, Wolf. Right, right. And I was having a conversation with my cousin Travis. Travis played Travis played for the Texans. And so they had their alumni homecoming weekend, all blah, blah, blah for JJ. But after the game, you know, I went back to the house. I was sitting there with all, with all, with all my younger cousins. And so my daughter's playing softball and his, his daughter plays softball and she's older. And we were just kind of talking about how, you know, when you start something, there's always a newness to it. I know we're at the professional level, you know, let me not get that twisted, but there's going to be days when things click and things look awesome and things are great. And then there's going to be days where it's like, I don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, like do you, are you even playing the same sport? Like that's how it goes in sport. There are ebbs and flows to the process. And we have to sometimes let the process get itself out because you still got to figure things out as much as you can say things are the same from a year ago. They're still different. We have 54 new places, uh, faces in training camp. Over half of the team is turned over from what was there a year ago as far as getting new guys together. And, yes, we did play a little bit more in the preseason, but preseason is not what the preseason is that both you and I know, Wolf. Right. It is a very watered-down version of that. So you don't really go through as much of the proving process, the physicality that's required. You know, when you came in, Wolf, it was two-a-days nonstop. So by the time you got to recognize you knew who you were, right? Because if you could think, you had, yeah, <laughs> if you could remember it, and you didn't lose those brain cells in practice, you would know what you had as a team. Mm. We don't get that now. So, mm. so the first month of the season, you're figuring out who you are. That's why we always say, hey, you wonder what the identity of a team is? You'll find out after about a month because you don't get it coming out of preseason anymore, right? And so that's where we can't be so quick to judge that process. Now we have, we have an idea of what it is, but now you also have a chance to counter or prove right said idea about it. And that's what we got to go through. And it- it's never going to be this knee jerk type of reaction because if we go knee jerk, we might as well be Cleveland. Do you remember when Cleveland was changing coaches every single year right. over and over? It was like a car wash, just like their quarterback position. So to sit there and kind of put a guy and say, he's not the guy after uh, essentially what it, uh, 14 starts for Kenny? Is that
1: 14, I believe? Somewhere around there. It, you yeah, know, 14 starts. 13, That's not even a full 15, season's somewhere. worth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But
2: it's not a full season. No. You know, it's not a full season worth of starts. So, so we just need to pump the brakes on that type of part of it and figure out how can we get to clean execution as a unit-by-unit unit analysis first and foremost, and then
1: we can work further. That is a, a huge point that it, it, Kenny hasn't even had a full season yet. So you're right disregard that and we're going to take an audible here because we're going to check out right now we got Charlie we got Ken we got Sierra and Willie still on the phone we're going to come back with more and the and the bell app here in the locker room.
0: is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: All righty, we are in the bell lap here of the locker room for a Monday edition. That's right, put the sounding bell out there, Wesley. Okay, we are we are going to go rapid rapid fire here. This is cooler talk time. We got four more callers to get to, and we have not a lot of time to do it in. So let's go ahead and hit these phone lines real quickly and expeditiously. First up, we got Charlie coming from H town. Um, Charlie, you're inside the locker room with Wolf and Starks.
7: Hey guys. So yeah, I had, I had a two quick questions. Um, as far as the offensive line goes, uh, in the running game, uh, it seems that you know the entire season, Najee and Jalen have been getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. I was curious if that was a problem with uh, the offensive line scheme um, compared to the personnel that we have on the offensive line, if, if that was a the problem there. And then also, I have noticed a lot this season that Kenny keeps bailing out of empty pockets or clean pockets, and he turns his back to the line of scrimmage and then rolls out into a free rusher. And I was wondering, um, how do you go about coaching that, uh, coaching up a change for that? Uh, thanks guys.
2: Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, first question's first. Wolf, which one do you want? Do you want You want? does Doesn't one matter. Two?
1: You take one. Whichever okay. one you take, I'll take All right. the
2: other. I- I'll take number one. All right. So offensive line schematics and um, personnel. So schematically... You could argue there, there's there's some of the motions that bring guys back into the box that now become un, unaccounted or free rushers in the passing game. That is one issue. The other one is when it is execution up front. You know, I talked about it kind of in the last segment briefly. I kind of glossed over it, but uh, double teams, guys getting buried into the first level defender and not seeing that linebacker who you're accounted for. So when you're taking like let's say a nose tackle, so your center and right guard are working a double team on an angle on zone up to that backer well that backer fires back door but the guy whoever's supposed to come off does not see him and comes off late and then you see him kind of turn backwards that's in the film so there's a combination of both of those things when we're talking about um that so that's where i come back and i say i need to see execution first before i can get on the play call schematics
1: Second part of that question about Kenny rolling out and rolling into pressure and this and that or coming out of clean pockets, it's a matter of experience. And experience takes reps. Reps takes time. That's just the way it is. They work on bailing out of the pocket um, I, on a daily basis with the position coaches, with Coach Sully, all right? They're going to have him doing stuff, whether it's bailing out to his right or his reverse rolling to his left and all the footwork and everything else. But it's about, listen, this is a young guy, you know, and it, this is what it takes to build a quarterback. I mean, it's not everybody's a franchise quarterback. Matter of fact, very few our franchise quarterbacks. We're still waiting to see the full things that Kenny is capable of doing out there. But I'm I am i am not at all like, you know, in the tank about this. I'm sorry they got hurt. That's the thing that bothers me because I want to see him get that experience, get that awareness because that's where it comes from. If you go back to Terry Bradshaw early in his career, he didn't know a blitz from, you know, a twist basically. He was all on his his athleticism and his arm ability. Well, th- Things have gotten a lot more, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call it, highfalutin here in the modern era, Max. But certainly, yeah. you know, the quarterbacks work on bailing out. They work on their awareness, and they're aware when guys are coming off the edge generally, but it takes experience. There's a lot of moving parts when it comes to quarterbacking a, 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 an NFL football team.
2: No, you're absolutely right. I mean, Ben's first three years, the offensive line, we called all of hot, hots for Ben. Uh, we, we, we kept <laughs> him locked go, up. Yeah. And so that just goes to show you and look at boom, 18 year career, right? Yes. So, yeah. so it's different ways of cutting and parsing it. You're not going to get that Patrick Mahomes and even Patrick Mahomes. He sat, he sat for two years behind Alex Smith before he got his first start. That's true. Um, so, so we, we could talk about it all we want. Phillip Rivers is another guy, very accomplished quarterback, right? He said he, he had to sit and watch Drew Brees um, for a year and a half before he got his shot. Uh, Peyton Manning. Had to have the one of the worst rookie seasons of all time. I think he went one and one and six one and fifteen or something like that. Like he threw he threw the most interceptions in the league his, his rookie year. So you know when we're talking about it, th- there are opportunities there, and there's growth that needs to be had for all quarterbacks. Nobody comes in truly truly uh, aware and, and in the zone. All right, all right. Moving on. We got next caller. Next caller, We're going to Ken in Erie, PA. Ken, Ken, what's up? You're in the locker room. Hey, guys. Longtime fan of the
7: show and lifetime
2: Steeler fan.
7: I'll get right to it. Um, Three out of the four games I've noticed defenses are playing a 4-4 against us. Um, Doesn't that mean that there should be a lot of chances to, like, call audibles and go hot with our wide receivers one-on-one on on the outside? Is, Is that Kenny just missing it, or is that something that's not available in our offense? Or what do you guys think?
2: Okay, quick answer for this one. So it's not necessarily a 4-4. It's a 4-3, and the safety walks down, right? Um, Safety's playing in the box because of the motions. We talk about the slot guys coming across in motion. So that's something that gets brought into the play. So, yes, if you have a run play on and you're running into the motion – that motion guy is technically supposed to be accountable for the eighth man in the box or you have the running back has to miss that extra guy there's always one guy accounted for that the running back has to miss um they're not lining up four linebackers and four d linemen it's a three you know three down teams go to a three four construct and they just bring the safety down that's really the basic thing about it so it's a schematic thing uh, on that and then if it is a pass you know single high you got to let it fly and it's just accuracy issues so that is the answer to that one. All right, next one we got is CR in Chicago. Oh, CR, are you there?
8: Hey, what's going on, guys? Appreciate you taking my phone call. make this real quick. And this is the time. Quick shout-out to Juan. Hey, guys, we need to get together. And I also want to give a shout-out to 920, Tyler and his lovely daughter Addie up in Wisconsin. Here we go, guys, quick and down and dirty. Uh, the feeling that 2-2 two and two are a 500 team. They won two games by a combined number of only nine points. They lost two games by a combined number of a whopping 47 points. What has still the nation in such a frenzy is the ugliness of the negative differential of 38 points. Now, on passing plays, why is Hotsmith in coverage instead of his hands in the dirt rushing the passer? And on Pat P, in that final TD, with Houston wide receiver looked very old and very slow. Why ended the game leading the NFL with six sacks? but he and the rest of the Steelers' defense didn't tackle in the backfield and as a result were unable to stop rookie quarterback C.J. South and finish with zero sacks. As for calls on the field that we as fans believe were or were not committed, it's totally irrelevant. It will not change the score or the outcome of the game. Game ball. I'm going to give a game ball out to Steelers Nation because no matter how bad things are, we still show up at the house and we still show up on uh, um, out in the in the in the other stadiums. In the meantime, keep calm and wave the to terrible towels. There's still work to be done. Uh, that's it for right now, guys. You can comment on that. In the meantime, between time, here we go, Steelers. there we go.
1: Very good I
2: right, appreciate it. appreciate yeah. that, Cr. All right, we're gonna jump to Willie in Houston. I think Cr kind of kind of answered his own question, so we're good yep. there. Uh, Willie, you're you're inside the locker room
1: morning, guys. I'm going to keep it quick. Uh, I'm going to remain loyal. I'm going to put my shirt on today outside in Houston. I'm going to walk around, take my lumps. (laughs) The chicken is cooked. Enough fire to this this chicken. The chicken is cooked. I will say this. The flashes are there. We saw it in the Raiders game. When Nazi is going downhill, then Warren's coming right behind them. Thunder and lightning. When it's working, it's there. Uh, I guess the only thing I'd like to see is sometimes it looks like you get the Raiders game and then it looks like the O-line is catching the D lineman instead of firing out and hitting them. And I know Wolf said in the past about the guys getting down and firing out. So I'm gonna ride with them till the end. Go Steelers, Y'all have a great day. Beautiful, Willie. Thank you for All coming right, strong pre- there, huh?
2: There, yeah, there we go. Appreciate it, Willie. And you're right. You gotta you gotta you gotta be the hammer, not the nail as an <laughs> offensive lineman. All right, and that is the show we got to everybody. There we go, Wolf. We got to everybody on the phone lines. Not a single person we left out there hanging. So once again, we have accomplished our goal. You have been inside the locker room. He's Craig Wolfley. I'm Max Stark, engineer, and our our ninja on site. That is Wesley Euler, the grand sensei, Brian LaMartina. CJ Jr. Ninja in training is somewhere uh, fighting off gremlins and everything else and bugs. So we are good. Y'all have a great day. Make it an awesome one, and we'll be back here tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel here on ESPN and SNR Radio.